0: this on and good to have brother tony and uh, you with us too again david. David. david all right so let's thank god for it and let's try to get all we can get today all right uh, brother tony you lead us while we start this morning
1: amen heavenly father lord we come to you today thanking you lord for all your many blessings yes father. lord we're glad god that we have a Father, Lord, we can call on it's always there. Yes, Father. Lord, we just pray God today. Brother Dennis, God, you'll uh, help him, dear Lord, to take thy word. And Lord, teach us the lesson, God, this morning. Give him power. Give him boldness and unction, dear Lord. Help us, God, that we might receive this lesson. And, Lord, not only be hearers of the word, but doers as well. Help us, God, that we apply it to our hearts. And, Lord, go away from here being different than we come in. Lord, we pray for those special needs and that special request this morning. God, that your will be done in their lives as well. We thank you, Lord, for all you do for us in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. All right. Now, let's first thing let's do, let's turn to the book of Revelation chapter 1. Revelation chapter number one. Now, John's on the Isle of Patmos. He's just fixing to be, as he says down here, below these verses I'm fixing to read. He's in the Spirit on the Lord's Day, and he's there for two things. One, for the testimony of the Word of God and uh, for the preaching of the Word of God and standing for the truth. So they put him over there. I thought they was going to get rid of him, and uh, he didn't know what was going on, I don't guess. But then God used him Amen. to show us things that we need to know hereafter. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we appreciate it. So let's give God the glory for it. So let's look in chapter 1. Let's start reading with verse number 4. And we're going to look at these little, uh, these first, uh, verse 4 through verse 8. And there's two little phrases out of these verses that I want to pick up on today and we'll spend our time on. He said, John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, Grace be unto you and peace from him which he is and which was, and which is to come. Of course, we know that's God Almighty. And from the seven spirits which are before His throne. Uh, There's a big interest study in studying that. Verse 5 said, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us, from our sins in his own blood, and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion for ever and ever. Amen. Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and uh, and they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Now you know this, that uh, Revelation, uh, it's not, it's the primary funct- function is not to tell about the tribulation, nor about the Antichrist. The primary thing that God wants to reveal in the book of Revelation is not to wind up the coming of but the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. That's what this book's about, just like every book of the Bible. There ain't a book in your Bible that don't exalt the Lord Jesus Christ, because that's what this book is. This is the book of God. And uh, so, yeah, it does tell about all those other things. Now, I want to look at three or four phrases right here. The Bible said in verse number five, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness. That's good. I'm going to use that sometime and talk about it, preach about it. And the first begotten of the dead. He's not on the first begotten of the dead, but he's the only begotten Amen. of the dead. Amen. And the prince of the kings of earth. Now, I want you to notice that phrase right there. We're going to talk about that first this morning. We've got a twofold time tying these together. We're going to talk about, and the prince of the kings of the earth. The prince of the kings. Of earth. That's talking about Christ. There's nobody else, but we're going to look at that and look at what perspective it is this morning. Then he says, and hath, uh, well, he said, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us. Here's three things he done for us: loved us, and washed us from our sins in his own blood. And then he goes down and tells us that he has made us kings and priests. That goes along with the other phrase I'm talking about. We're going to talk about kings and priests. Do you understand those kings and priests? Most folks don't. They see it. They don't know what's going on. Uh, who are the kings and priests? What's the kings and priests do? Uh, where are they at now? What's going to happen? We're going to question, uh, question that and answer it today. So I pray that God might help us. It's going to be amazing how you find out what what you are. You know, in our modern day, we're not trying to do anything. We're not saved by works. Of course, that we know that right up front. None of us in here are saved by works. We're not saved by baptism, uh, keeping the law, or anything. Uh, We're saved by grace through faith, plus nothing, minus nothing, through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Nothing else. You can't manufacture salvation uh, any other way but just through the Lord Jesus. He gives it. It's a free gift of God. And we all know that. I'm not going to stand with that today and try to argue with that. But we're going to just look at the facts that we need to see this morning. And uh, before we start, I I reserve the right this morning uh, not to be be guilty of saying things that might offend you, disturb you, upset you, or make you feel uncomfortable. Because I'm not going to do that. The Lord might do it. And if He does more power to Him. Amen. Amen. I, I get I get tired of saying things and people getting mad about
1: it.
0: Yeah. Amen. And uh, I've read the Word of God a long time. It made me mad lots of times. I got mad the day I got got saved. Right before I got saved, He told me I was a sinner and I was on my way to hell. Mm-hmm. That disrupted my apple cart. Oh, yeah. But I had I not listened to that, I'd still be on my way to hell. Amen. 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 And God tells me things are wrong and stops me. And so, don't hold me guilty to that. But I'm not going to back off from it. But let's look at something. I want to look at this. Uh, There's a little article I taught in the Sunday school two weeks ago or three, maybe four. I don't know how many days back. But uh, turn and hold that place. We're coming back here several times. So let's go to Matthew. Let's go to the second chapter of the book of Matthew. And in Sunday school, I pointed this out. And a lady in the church, this church, uh, called me yesterday. And she said, Preacher, I'm going to tell you what I found in the paper. And I said, All right, tell me. She said, You got time to talk? I said, I got time to talk. Talk to me. She said, They got a place in there where they listed all the churches in the county. I don't know where anybody knows about that or not. One time they did, but I I won't contribute to it because I don't want nobody is saying things that uh, is not so and I don't want it to be you know and said one of the churches wrote in a, uh, a picture of the church and put it in there and get a verse of scripture that they wanted them to put with it and it said they did and said they put this business of Matthew chapter 2 and the magi uh, coming in. Uh, you know the, the wise men
1: mm-hmm.
0: all right. I want you to turn with me uh, this morning here. And uh, let's look at this. In uh, chapter number 2. And I want to read this. I pointed this. Some of y'all remember this out of Sunday school. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king. Do you see that? Yeah. Now I want us to look at this. In verse number 1 it says Herod the king. In verse number 3 it said when Herod the king had heard these things he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And then in verse number 9, it says, When they uh, had heard the king, uh, they departed. So I don't read the rest of that verse, but notice that Herod, that's talking about the earthly king. Every time that Herod was mentioned here, he's got he's listed as a king with a small K. Yeah. When mm-hmm. you go to verse number 2, right. it says, Saying, Where is he that is born yeah. king of the yeah. Jews yeah. he's in capital
1: Yeah.
0: now let me tell you this uh, capitalizing letters is in the hands of the publishers mm-hmm. whatever they want it to go now does anybody have a, an opposite in your Bible this morning did anybody in here have a king a capital king for Herod I have you do? both you got both? I have Large king and small king. We're at. But I don't have a King James version. Oh, okay. All right, so. Okay, yeah. That's what I'm gonna point yeah. out. That's yeah. what I'm gonna point out. Exactly. First thing I'm pointing out on that. Uh the NIV switches that. Right. Yeah. Hey, Amen. That's one reason I wouldn't don't want one of them myself. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? It makes a difference. Yeah. Well, it's into that. So what do they do? They recognize the the earthly king as supreme. Right. And the Jesus, as it go the, talks about the King of the Jews, small K. Is it have a Small no. K in? Um, in verse number two. two the small K during the time of King Herod? No, no. no oh, verse, two. Uh, verse two. It was a small K. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. so they, the the other other translations have done that. Right. And that's for a purpose. The devil slides all this stuff in. He actually does. And uh, so he wants us to see. And so that's the reason I pointed that out two weeks ago. And then she said this. But let me tell you, what burnt me up is she told me yesterday this was a fundamental, independent, Baptist preacher. I know him well. His name wasn't Tony Goss. (laughs) But there's one in the area. And he... And I said, Oh no. And they put that in and I know I don't believe this preacher has switched. What I believe is is the news the 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 the, no. What has done is the newspaper did that. I want to say the newspaper. I don't know my all the instances there, but I'm gonna find out about it. And it had it switched like it was a different version in that little area. So she's gonna bring me the newspaper. I'm gonna, I'm gonna investigate it and search it. But the reason is, that's the reason I won't let them put something like that about us in the paper, is because they'll use their scripture, and I'd be down there like them on a chicken on a June bug. Amen. Don't Amen. fool around with church. Don't fool around my Bible. Right. I love my Bible. Stay with yeah. my Bible. I love my Bible. Amen. Amen. That's all I want. All right. Now let's look at something that that's they've done that. Now, I want you to know in the book of of the Bible, the Word of God, all of it, Jesus is classified, and I'm going to deal right now with this little subject uh, that we started with a while ago, and I want to point one thing about it before I get there. He said, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead, and, here's the phrase, the prince of the kings of the earth. Is Jesus the king now? No. Alright. Jesus is not the king on the earth, right? Has he ever been king on the earth? No. Now let's get all this right. We're going to look at it carefully. And we're going to see this. So, But we're going to give you all the scriptures I can give you. But he is known on the earth by many as the king of the Jews. Yes. Matter of fact, on his subscription, they put, a guess, on top of the cross, this is uh, the king of the Jews. Remember that? Yep. Don't remember exactly how they said it, but right. they've done that. But they left the state the saying going. So he is actually, from the Bible, the king of the Jews. Yeah. But the Jews have not recognized him as their king. Well, right. They have rejected him. And so in John chapter 1, verse 49, just look at these little things. John 1, 49, I'm going to show you what else he is, and let's clarify that. If he is is that, when is he that, and uh, when's it going to happen? If it had never happened, when's it going to happen? Why would you call him that if he's not going to be? In chapter 1, verse 49, it said, Nathanael answered and said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God. Thou art the king of Israel. He is the king of Israel, yep. but Israel don't recognize him right. as king. He's not ruling Israel, right? Right. He they won't let him rule. Him. Right. They have rejected. They crucified him. They could have had him. Mm-hmm. All right. Then in Psalm twenty-four, look at Psalm twenty-four. We'll be all over the Bible, and if you need me to slow down tell me. I've been waiting to get here uh, three or four days and been since lunch about yesterday I've been ready to teach and (laughs) ain't slept good all night because of it. Amen. And so here we are. We're going to look at the Bible. The Bible said in Psalm 24. Psalm 24. That's a good chapter. But let's look at verse number 7. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up Everlasting doors, and the King of Glory shall come in. Mm-hmm. Here he's called the King. Did you notice? Now I didn't point this out, but did you notice everywhere I was uh, so far? It's got the large K. Yep. Mine has yeah. a large K. The K, King of Glory, shall come in. In verse eight, it says, "Who is this King of Glory?" Mm-hmm. That's small there. The low, uh, uh, no King is is large. Mm-hmm. King of Glory. The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Mm -hmm. Verse 9, lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Verse 10, who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Selah. So would you say now he's the king of glory? Yes. He's not only the king of glory, he's the king of the Jews, and he's the king of Israel. But he's not ruling none of those. But he is that. He he is ruling the glory. Uh, We'll talk about that a little bit more as we get through it. Now in Revelation chapter 15, we're moving a little bit past further in the book of Revelation, but in Revelation chapter 15 and verse number. Three in 15:3, Revelation 15:3. and I'll give you time to get there. Amen. Not, not, maybe I hadn't been doing that, but I've maybe slowed down as the Lord reminds me. Revelation 15:3 says, "And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, "Great and marvelous are thy works." Lord God Almighty, are thy works, Lord, let's see, and true are thy ways, thou king of saints. saints. Now he's the king of saints. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said, was he ruling the saints? You can pick that out if you want to, but I, what I'm seeing, he ain't ruling them too well.
1: Nope.
0: Not because he can't. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: Not because he won't. The reason he won't right now is because... Uh, two reasons. One, we won't let him do it. Number two, it ain't uh, the world powers in control right now. Mm -hmm. The world powers started with Nebuchadnezzar and Babylon and uh, that's when the Gentile world powers has been going ever since. And it will continue and we'll show you today when it'll end. So we'll look at that. So he's the king of saints. Now just Slide over to the nineteenth chapter of the book of Revelation. And let's read verse sixteen. Nineteen sixteen of Revelation. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Here is the King of Kings. That means Amen. there's no king no higher than him. There's none above him. He's the king of kings, or if you will, a king of all kings. All right. Amen. So we find that. Now let's go back to 1 Timothy. We're backing up. I might could have got these in a little bit different manner for going to them, but hey amen, I, sometimes I don't pay much attention to order. But look at 1 Timothy. It's not trying to make it easier for you. It's just trying to show you the Bible. The Bible said in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 17, Now unto the King eternal. You see that? Uh-huh. But if he says he sees the other plane, he's not only the king eternal, he's the king immortal. He's also the king invisible. He's also the only wise God. These are, uh, I mean, these are characteristics of the Son of God. Right. So you look at that, and we praise the Lord for it. Now let's go back to Revelation chapter 1. Verse 5. Somebody said, Boy I don't like all that moving. Well, we're just trying to find what we can find. Amen. No telling how many times i have done done this. Amen. In all my life of fifty years, and if you want to look at verse one verse of scripture and never learn uh, and never look at it anymore and go back to it again, you ain't never gonna learn that. All right. It's a constant thing. In one five it says, In Jesus and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness. And the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth. What is a prince? The son of a king. All right. That's a good answer. Look, we've seen it in our day. Uh, Prince Charles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's King Charles now. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Is he? Right. So a prince is somebody waiting for his turn to the throne. In Revelation chapter 1, Christ is recognized as the prince of the kings. Now, as far as I'm concerned, he's, he's more than the prince of the kings. He is the king. Yeah. But he's not in authority at this particular time. So he is the prince of the kings. But notice the next three words, which are very dominating. Of the earth. He is a king to me. But he's not the king of the earth yet. Right. So he's a prince, actually a king waiting for the kingship. I like to call, yes? On my, Um, thought of the upper and lower case, I noticed
1: that my <clears throat> prince in my book is lowercase. But his is upper. Is it? No,
0: it's lowercase.
1: It's
0: lower case. Well, Now let me go back and clear up something. The, the translators, change. They, they translate the words to mean what. And that they, they do that. They, they try to get it just like it. But now in caps, in cap letters, they use their preference of what they think it should be. Okay. You always remember. That's why the King James Bible puts it as capital. And the others don't. Not Prince. Prince is lowercase. No, case. Prince is
1: lowercase.
0: Okay. But as far as I'm concerned, he's a capital P for me and a Prince. Amen. <laughs>
1: Amen. Right? Yeah.
0: I, as far as I'm concerned, he's a capital P and a Prince. But now, I don't have the original manuscripts and nobody else <laughs> does either. So yeah. when they still tell me all this stuff, I, you know. But I do know that. What the things I'm pointing out about the King James, I'll tell you when I find it. And, and I can see a lot of stuff like that. Now, let's go on further. So he's called the King of the Jews, the King of Israel, the King of glory, the King of saints, the King of kings, and the King eternal, King immortal, King invisible, and the only wise God here. And so he's a king. He's a king in waiting. He's not king yet. He is king, but he's not in dominance. And I hear people, and I'm going to tell some things here in just a minute that you'll probably you'll probably get upset with me, but that's all right. Uh, I got upset at it too when I first seen it. <laughs> Bible said, and, and what he is that he is a prince right now. Now. God is right now, at this present time, trying to get all the kings of the earth out of the way. They're in a plan. Revelation is the finish of God's program. You'll understand that in a little bit. The Bible will be complete when you get to the last word of the book of Revelation. And there's a lot of stuff then that's gonna happen, but there's a lot of happen- a lot of stuff's got to happen yet. Now, when he gets to be king and he'll no longer be a prince. Now many see Jesus, and this is why I hear all the time. Jesus is Lord over everything. Yeah. You heard that, brother?
1: Yeah.
0: I preached that. But that is not so. Nope. Now, listen to me very carefully. They say Jesus rules, Jesus reigns, and Jesus is in charge. Can I ask a question? Where?
1: Yeah.
0: Where's in charge? Where is he in charge on this earth? He can't even do nothing with me and you. Nope. It's not because he's not able. All right. It's not because of other things. Two things, it's not time. And number one, He could do more with you if you would let Him do more with you and we rebel rebel against Him. I'm talking about from me to you. I don't believe anybody would be foolish enough at this table today to say, I do everything right. And I'm in the perfect, 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 perfect will of God. Oh, man. Ooh. Oh, man. That's my wish. Saying, huh? <laughs> That's
1: my wish. That's
0: my wish, too. <laughs> you know? That's what I want. That's what I want. That's why I try to stay busy. I try to stay right. And I don't always do that. I fail so miserably. The more Bible I read, the more I find out how bad I am. I used to think I was a pretty smart cookie in the <laughs> Word of God. Now I find out I ain't. Now let me just throw something else at you. I hear these preachers say, God is a
1: sovereign God.
0: Well, okay. And I, I preached that for so long. I said, God can do anything He wants to do, when He wants to do, with who He wants to do, the way He wants to. Have you all heard me say that? I preached that for ages. But I was looking at the Word of God and I I got my little old concordance out and I worked and looked at that word and typed in in my Bible, Bible concordance sovereign. I wanted to see how many times sovereign was mentioned in my Bible. You know how many times? Zip. Zero. Sovereign. I'm talking about Savior or at least in, in all mine I look at it right here and I put it right up there and I I, I type in sovereign. Zero. Thing that went to sleep on me. S-O Spell it for me. V-E-R-E-I-G-N Is that right? Oh, I put sovereign. I don't know what in the world. uh, S-O-V E R E I G N Sovereign. Said, I'm sorry, but no verse were found verses were found containing the phrase sovereign. Now why I wanna preach a word that ain't even in there? Yeah. Now you go to your theological books, your theological school of thought,
1: it'll be there.
0: It'll be there. So here I have been taking all this. And I said, Jesus Christ is sovereign. Well, in heaven, God Himself is. In
1: heaven.
0: But he don't call it sovereign. He is one who can do what he wants to do when he wants to do it, the way he wants to do. All that I said is correct. But where's he that where's he ruling like that now? Not on this earth. No. We won't let him. So we look at that. We're talking about on the earth. So see, he's still a king. uh, Or still a prince waiting to be a king. He's not the king over any part of this earth. Amen. Now, he he is the king over the sun, the moon, the creation, the stars, all that. Have you ever seen the sun refuse to do what He says? The moon? Mm -hmm. he won't refuse. He's not even sovereign over the church Uh -uh. because the church messes up too much. Amen. And I'll prove that to you. God is against adultery. I'm just using two or three things here. God is against adultery and if He is in charge... There would not be no adultery on the earth. God is against murder and killing. And if He was in charge, there would be no murder and no killing. He's against idolatry. And if He was in charge, there would be no idolatry. He's against everything, amen, that's against Him. If God is in control of everything, then God is in control of everything. That's why it's going to be so nice to get down to the rain on the earth. You see, there won't be no bad words, no alcohol, no idolatry, no cursing, nothing on the rain on the earth. There'll be nobody allowed to do that. Matter of fact, right now you can't put a bunch of people together and not have something like that going on. Right.
1: Right. Mm. Right. It would look different, huh?
0: It would look different. It would be different. Hey. You
1: would be able to tell.
0: Sure, you can tell. You can't tell it today.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. Is this kind of open your eyes to some things and maybe put some questions in well maybe the questions you ain't got answer for maybe we'll find before we get through today yeah. alright I just want what, the God, what God says and what the Bible says Amen in other words it's going to be a perfect environment yeah. you know what God wants He wants it back like it was in the Garden of yeah. Eden before yeah. Satan right. and, and the man took over yes. have you seen that In the Bible, anywhere? I mean, man's been going the wrong Everything man's put his hands to has messed it up, tore it up, got it all out of kilter. All right, God don't want man and Satan to take control, and He's going to take all of us out of that. It'll never happen again like it did in the Garden of Eden. When God fixes it right the next time, it'll be right. Amen. Because He'll be in charge. he was in charge when he walked with Adam in the cool of the day. Yeah. But the devil took us away from God. Yes. Yeah. And God's had to been dealing with Satan and the devil ever since. Now, these are questions that you may not have an answer for, but let's keep it going. Now, to say this morning uh, that God's in control of your city or God's in control of my town, God's in control of my state, God's in control of my country. Now God will, there's things God will not let you do. There's things God won't let the devil do. There's a stopping point. God only lets them go so far. Even a devil, you know what he's done? He's put the Spirit of God here in the church, and the church is the resistant agent. Of the world to keep it from getting so bad. Mm-hmm. That's why when the church is called out, the Spirit of God will be called out with it, and now it's going to be total chaos that you're reading. Things that's happening in the book of Revelation way over in there, I just can't imagine. Mm-hmm. Somebody said, It's awful now. Wait till that happens. Yeah. We'll be out of town, yeah. but wait till that happens.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's why he's taking, and you know what happened? Even as I said this Wednesday night, I'll say it again today. The church's job in this world right now is to restrain the church uh, to restrain the world and change the world. But what town, what nation? what group of people are you finding today that's changing the world? We used to change the world. Right. I said 20 years ago, 20 years ago, people coming to me and they were trying to find spiritual advice. They were trying to find out how to get a life that's clean with joy and peace and all that. And I'd try to direct them to the Lord for salvation and teach them what to do in the Word of God, and I'd teach them to follow the Word of God. Now, in this day, I don't deal with that much anymore. I try to talk to people about their soul, and it's just like you're on the wrong subject, preacher. I ain't got time to talk to you today. I asked a fella Thursday here, I said, all the tracts you take out of this building and you give out, I said, do you ever have any of them refuse them? He said, yep. He even said, they'll burn them. Sometimes they'll burn them in front of you. Right now in this country, people say, no, I'm, I'm I'm a Catholic. I don't need that. But you need that. Amen. People don't. No, I won't talk about that. You've got family members. If if you've got normal family members like they are in this day, you've got family members that will not talk to you about Jesus Christ. Right. Yep. They'll talk to you about certain things in it, but as <laughs> far as basic fundamentals of the Word of God, they won't. They won't take it. Take it. And you may not, but I've got them. Yep. I've got some that I've preached to for years, and they laugh at me. But they laughed at Noah. They laughed at Jesus. They laughed at Paul. And you just to keep it going, don't you? Amen. And so they crucified the Lord. But what happens, they'll say, well, he's in charge of my city. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. It changed. Amen. So he's limited because we refuse him. Don't let him. Now, I will tell you this. We are in a very good age or a very good time. God has given us the opportunity to allow Him to do things for us that we'd be surprised and blessed if we'll let Him do it. Or let Him do it. Because He wants us to have the perfect will in our lives. He wants us to get close. See, uh, I've got to got to thinking about it. I'm fixing to preach on it. It just every time I get to preaching on one thing, another thing pops right up. But I'm fixing to preach on the judgment seat of Christ. Nobody seems to worry about that anymore. They just want to get saved and then sit down, cuss and swear, live in sin. And I said "Well, while ago, now what they try to do is come to me and say, Preacher, the old lady give me so much trouble or the old man's giving me so much trouble. Uh, how can I leave him or her yeah. and get me a divorce? And uh, how can I justify that? Mm-hmm. Now that's what preachers are trying to do. Yeah. Straighten, And you have to say, no, you can't do that. You've got to get right with God. In the millennium, there won't be no such, Brother Tony. No, sir. I ain't talked about you in the millennium yet, have I? <laughs> Amen. We'll get there.
1: What <laughs> preacher can I add a little Yeah, I'll throw to it? it to me. It's just like the church. You have to buddy in all time. It's just like the church today. Right. They don't need God. No, they don't think they do. We got it all figured out. Yeah. Worked out, got money. Yeah. Who yeah. needs God in a time like this? They so think this preachers just trying to have money them. control of the church. Even today he's not. No he ain't. A lot of times church it just goes through a motion. Feel good thing. And time yeah. it flats out, we're right back to the old way. That's
0: right. They have a somebody a member in the family get have a heart attack and get sick or a financial crisis comes up and yeah. uh, they want to get everything all right and then yeah. when it all gets un, un, all straightened out and everybody gets well and all back together. Now we're going right back to what we used to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. they talking about today changing parties. If we could get the Democrats, if we could get the Republicans, but if we could get the church where it needs to be. Wouldn't need any money. Right would with would need money. <laughs> yeah. right. Amen. Seek the face of the Lord, right?
0: That's right. Amen. You have to speak up when you want to speak up, brother. All right. Because uh, I ain't going to stop too much. Anyway. But I will when you speak. Uh, now settle down. Calm down, ladies and gentlemen. I ain't out of the Word. I've said some things this morning that probably brought questions to your mind. But you you start searching the scriptures, you'll see it. We've got some, got some more stuff to look at. Now, let's go to Matthew 28. I want to show you something. And then we're going to switch over and get the other portion I'm trying to tie both of these together because I can teach a lesson on either one but I'm trying to put these together to let you see and they're just so much for me to say I ain't going to be able to say it all to the 28th chapter of the book of Matthew that's the last chapter of the book of Matthew and let's read from verse 16 start reading at verse 16 he said, Then the eleven disciples went away in the Galilee. This is after the resurrection. This is before he's gone back to heaven. He said, Into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. He liked to go to the mountains. You know why I wanted to go to the mountains? Closer to God. Yeah, I thought you were going to say see the leaves, but that ain't, ain't what it is. has <laughs> yeah, closer to God. But uh, he went to the mountains because. He could get along with God. Why would God want to be along with God? Yeah. You ever try to be around some of these folks on the earth? Mm. <laughs> Amen. Just seriously. and I, I'm not trying to be funny. But he went to God. See, even the Son of God wanted to be close to God. That should give us the same thing. It's not necessarily the mountains, but when you go to the mountains... Everything else is turned loose and away from you. I mean, who of you in this building can, could actually get real close to God sitting in the midst of your living room with a family? It's not that the family's wrong. It's not that. They just take up a lot of your time, husband or wife. All you ladies need a quiet time with God. All you men need a quiet time with God. And you kids, if you don't understand what I'm talking about, you need a quiet time of God too. Amen. Amen. You don't understand that to the fullest, down. and uh, you'll be real old when you do, do realize it. But I'm saying to you that we all need that quiet time, and that's what He done. But just go on. That's not the thought here. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw Him, they worshiped Him. But some doubted. Now we've got some to do today that they recognize him in the right perspective of where he is. And then they've got some that just doubt everything about God. Isn't it amazing that church yeah. folks today listen to the preacher preach and then they doubt what the preacher said. Put question marks around it. You may not understand it when the preacher says it. Just give it time. Time, time up. Alright, we'll get some more. In. I'll add a little bit more to it quick. Then it said in verse 18, this verse I want you to see. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, Now here's going to look like a a contradictory statement. All power, all power. See that all. How much is that? Every bit of it. All his power. All power is given unto me in heaven. Then it's got a comma there. uh, And it says, And in earth yep. preacher I thought you said he didn't have power mm-hmm. I ain't saying he didn't have power mm-hmm. I said he don't have control on the earth right now Right, but he will this is not a contradiction mm-hmm. now that means there's something else we don't know yet what happened what did he do when he said that statement yeah. huh he left didn't he?
1: Yeah.
0: Go ye there. Yeah, he left. He ascended back to heaven. He went up into glory. And then from right here, chapter 28 of Matthew, till you get over here to Revelation this much, they've been working on and trying to get all the old kings of the earth off the earth and give him the time and it will be at the proper time. Everything's in God's timing. It ain't because God can't do it now. It, they just, things ain't done yet. And it'll get done. So we look at that. We come on like that. So from Matthew 28 to Revelation, we find the history of the New Testament church. Actually, So 2,000 years of church history has been taking place from there. Right. Yeah. And heaven and earth has amen been standing with the Lord and with the earth, and the gates of hell have prevailed not have not prevailed against the church, but they've been fighting it.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: And so that's what's going to happen. God's going to bring the judgments, the twenty judgments, in the book of Revelation during the tribulation period to straighten all this mess out. Would you go with me to Revelation chapter 11? I'm jumping back and forth. I wish I didn't have to. All right. But you see, that's why people don't understand it. Preachers don't like to go back and forth either. But if you don't go back and forth, you're going to miss a lot. Yeah. Revelation chapter 11, I want to go to one verse. We're going to come back here later. But right now, I want you to go to verse number 15. Revelation eleven fifteen, 15 And the seventh angel sounded and there were great voices in heaven saying the kingdoms of the world are become the kingdoms of our Lord. There's going to be a time when the kingdoms of this world are going to become the kingdoms of His Lord. At that time, He will become the king. He won't be a prince no more.
1: Amen.
0: and of his Christ, and shall, look at this, reign forever and ever. Mm-hmm. How long? Ever. ever. That means we're not going to have a repeat of the Garden of Eden. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Yeah. All right. We'll stop on that note for just a few minutes. Get you something to drink. My throat's dry. Give me a Coke thing. Uh, Oh, and. How's that? Real good. Alright. Yeah. I'm telling you, it just this book just comes alive to me. She's leaving. <laughs> that
1: baby always does what they want to do. Does anyone y'all unlock the baby? Huh? Can
0: anyone of y'all unlock the baby? No. No. Alright. Get the key and leave it unlocked. No of them is going to the bathroom. They probably don't have a key either. No.